For me, honestly, I'm, I'm focused on whatever I see as an opportunity. Okay. And right now I'm forced to continue to buy miners and continue to buy physical gold and continue to buy physical silver because of what I see is coming. Special coverage of the New Orleans Investment Conference is brought to you by Victoria Gold, leading Yukon's new gold rush. Welcome back to the New Orleans Investment Conference. I'm the JR Mining Guy on Twitter, or the CEO of the SOAR <laughs> Financial Group. And uh, special coverage, of course, of this fantastic conference. And we're joined by none other than Jeff Clark, yeah. mining analyst, owner, founder, publisher over at the Gold <laughs> Advisor. Jeff, yeah. it's great to see you. Good to see you in person again. It's great to be back with you, Kai. Yeah, we always have a great interview, so. Yeah, we last awesome. chatted in May. Yeah, uh, I think it was yep. May, at, the, at the end of May, right around the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. Yep. And uh, I got to call you out on something, Jeff. Oh, you, okay, you, great. You, you said like <laughs> Fed, Fed fund target rate, 2%. We're not going to go over That's that. That's right. You were going to shave Rick Rule's head. You know, right. It was sort of a joke, but like, I'm, I I, wanna... I've seen him earlier and he's not bold. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't want to shave my head, so I volunteered Rick Rule. So yeah, that was too low. Obviously, inflation's been spiking and has been very resurgent, right? So the Fed is feeling forced like they have to keep raising rates. And then today's print was you know, lower but higher than expected. So that gives credence to the idea the Fed's gonna remain aggressive in the short term, you know. But you know what? I'm still gonna be right in the long run because there's gonna be a Fed pivot. That's gonna be the word of 2022. It feels right? like it's when, the word of the conference already, so. It, already, absolutely. But here's the thing. They can't afford to raise rates all that much because it, they're paying, they're, we're now at record levels paying interest on the debt. Um, they could cause a recession. They probably will. The yield curve's already rolled over. It's already gone negative. When that's happened the last six times, it, it predicted a recession. That's the most reliable indicator of a recession. They're going to cause the stock market to crash. They're going to have to print money again. Who knows? All these things are all of the above um, are going to force them to stop and, and pivot. And here's the interesting data point that I came across in my research for my talk, and that was the time between the last rate hike and the first rate cut, mm -hmm. believe it or not, historically, since 1950, the average is five months. Really? Just five months from when they stop to when they actually lower rates yeah. again. There's well, we every the first, reason to believe. First rate hike was March 16th. So theoretically. The last yeah. rate hike. So whenever they. Oh, the last. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So whenever they stop, let's say they erase two more times. I don't know. We yeah. can all guess about that. On average, since 1950, the average is just five months later, they're actually cutting rates. Yeah. So that, that's going to be the Fed pivot. And, and I think that plays out historically. You know, they're probably going to meet the historical average. <laughs> so uh, I think by this conference next year, the Fed is going to be uh, cutting rates. And that, that shift, that pivot, just stop, stopping raising rates. And then, of course, when they start cutting again and printing again, doing QE, that's going to be the major shift for gold and silver and the miners. And I think that's when sediment changes. And I think we'll all be much more happy. The, the, the catch is you have to take advantage of it now. Look, I didn't predict this. I didn't, I didn't think gold and the miners were going to sell off this much or at, even at this time. You know, I, I, I didn't see that coming. So I was wrong about that. But you can only play the cards you're dealt at the table. Right, and so you have to take advantage of it. So I look at this whole thing as a second chance, if you will, like to catch the stock that you missed the first time around. Maybe a stock that isn't going to do well in a recovery to get rid of that. Uh, maybe you need to buy more of a certain stock. You know, so um, 
there's opportunities out there everywhere right now, and this is our second chance to take advantage of it and be prepared for the next upcycle because there will be another upcycle. History is very clear about that. Gold cycles, and there will be another cycle. We've had a down cycle. Guess what comes next? Well, we've seen a vicious like reminder or proof of concept just like 10 days ago that the market wants to go higher once it <laughs> smells a pivot on right. the horizon. We've seen right. that uh, the Bank of England had to bail out the pension funds to provide some liquidity and uh, all of a sudden gold was up $100, silver was up 3 bucks, all the major indices went up like crazy. It seems like risk off and everything is honky-dory again. <laughs> is that sort of the proof of concept is that we're going to expect if that happens? Oh, I think so. I, I, you know, it does make me a little nervous that everybody thinks things are going to automatically shift at the Fed pivot. So uh, that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> but uh, the reality is uh, the Fed is in control. You know, the, don't fight the Fed, all those kind of messages. The mainstream pays attention to that. We should too, but the mainstream just lives and dies by what the Fed does. They will begin to buy stocks again when the Fed shifts. It'll be a risk-on environment, and they will come back in, and gold and silver will get bid back up again then. The same with the miners, and the prices we see today, will they would not be available at this conference next year. No. Well, we're playing, it's like blackjack. It's like 48% chance to win. You're playing against the house, right? So they have the upper hand. But sometimes in blackjack, you it's knowing when to bet more. You can it, split, too. You can split, <laughs> right. So I'm betting more now, even yeah. though I have a 48% chance, I'm betting more now because the odds are higher than they are when they're, <laughs> to no. use that analogy. No, fantastic. We talked about the Fed pivot. Let's talk about your talk here at the conference. You mentioned a couple data points that you're looking at. What are some of the key takeaways you want the investors and the audience to walk away out of the, the presentation from? Well, my presentation I uh, might have been a little over the top, but it was the Fed and gold getting into a fight, and I played each role with, uh, a dollar hat and a gold hat. So, and, and my point was, you know, in the short term, the dollar milkshake theory, the dollar getting stronger is clearly right. Everybody's seeing that. It's right in front of your face, right? It's happening. Um, but in the long run, uh, the, the next couple chapters in this book will be about gold and not about the dollar. So in the big picture, the point I was trying to get across is that the monetary system basically can't last as it is. It's not sustainable. It's all the arguments everyone's always heard of, of debt and QE, currency creation. That can't last. It's not sustainable. So in the end, gold will win. Um, and, and that next up cycle is, is going to come. And I think by this conference next year, again, I, I think that's where we're going to be. We're all going to be yeah. much happier. Well, we've seen that pair trade sort of break down as well with the U.S. dollar versus gold just, again, 10 days mm -hmm. ago right. as well. And that was a vicious like breakdown as well. The dollar index, I think, dropped by four points from 114 to 110, but gold went up 100 bucks. Yeah, right. right. So massive. Well, they are there. inversely correlated, as most people know, but they can rise together, they can fall together. There's nothing saying that they can't rise together in the next next period here. Maybe not today, <laughs> after today, but but there's nothing saying they can't rise together because it, again, gold's about fear. So. Um, you know, that, that's its starting point. So when fear ratchets up again, uncertainty, that's when we'll see another surge. T talking about fear and sort of what it leads to as well, like a breakdown of the U.S. dollar. I heard talk about digital currencies, digital dollar. What, what's your opinion on that, if you have one? The bottom line for me on that is, is it's still fiat-based. If a central bank digital currency is still fiat-based, there's no change. It doesn't matter if you, I hand you a dollar bill or a credit card or a CBDC. If it's still fiat-based, that's the issue with me. So 
um, uh, that's another reason for me to own gold because they may transition to that, but if it's still fiat based, gold's going to hold its value better than that. that. Do, do you see currencies be backed ever by gold again? Uh, that's a great question. Um, my answer to that is this. If things get bad enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that could happen. You know, we've had uh, gold and silver backing. We've had partial gold backing. You know, we had convertibility yeah. with no backing. So, you know, we could go back to those things. The mainstream politicians, central bankers, they would obviously fight that tooth yeah. and nail. They don't want that because it restricts them, right? <laughs> it imposes discipline and... That, that's, that's certainly not in, 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 in yeah. vogue today, you know. No, it, it depends on who you ask as well here. Even here at the conference, it could be a dollar breakdown is next week and we're going to have the gold back as a regular currency again or years from now. But what I'm seeing and maybe as a proof of that it's not happening maybe tomorrow is the flow of gold. If you look at where gold is actually headed, meaning physically, it uh -huh. looks like it's heading towards Asia, Russia, India, not the States. There's oh, actually yeah. an outflow of physical. Oh, right. That, that process, I think, is it's fair to say, has been underway for a while now. It's probably picking up steam now, especially yeah. with all the geopolitics going on. And someday, again, not, not now, but at some point, East is probably going to control the gold market, you know. And the interesting thing there is they trade in physical. They don't trade in paper. They trade in physical metal. Yeah. So it's a more honest, true, you know, valuation of what the gold market and the gold price really is. <laughs> No, fantastic. Like any other buzzwords you've been picking up here at the conference, like pivot was one I've been hearing a lot, digital currencies, and it seems like gold is overweighing, like we're in the US, so real estate is always a big, big topic. It's definitely ahead of real estate this year. <clears throat> any other buzzwords you've been sort yeah, of I, picking up? Like, uh, I, I think, you know, we're still in the middle of the conference, but I think the pivot is is the main word. That's going to be the word of the year for 2022, <laughs> right? That's going to be nominated yeah. for it, right? Um, for me, honestly, I'm, I'm focused on whatever I see as an opportunity. Yeah. And right now, I'm forced to continue to buy miners and continue to buy physical gold and continue to buy physical silver because of what I see is coming. You know, again, there's another chapter that's going to be written here. And this one's going to be more about gold and the miners and less about the dollar. So uh, that's what I'm focused on. That's yeah. what I'm doing with, with my own money. I'm not investing in the dollar right now. And, and there could be a, a nice little pause here in the dollar too, right? It's run up so much that it wouldn't be surprising to see it fall back a little bit, so. When you're looking at that as well, like for breakdowns in, in, this, in the system, let's call it, is there a certain indicator you're looking for, jobless numbers or so, something like that, or treasury yields, things that, like that? That's a great question. Them, all of the above and, and more, right? But the main thing I looked at was, I looked at all the financial crises that we've had over the past 50 years, and, and I, first of all, I was astounded at how many there were. There's like, on average, one every two to three years. But what I noticed was half of those, roughly speaking, this isn't scientific, but half of those were all black swans. <laughs> half of them were black yeah. swans. That nobody was really expecting them, you know? Who predicted COVID, you know? <laughs> so um, it's that kind of thing that forces me or reinforces that I need to own gold right now and, and make sure I'm, I'm long gold and own a sufficient amount of gold, a meaningful amount, because we don't know what's going to come next. Uh, a lot of things are predictable, but a lot of things are not predictable. And so the black swan is alive and well, <laughs> given the state of the monetary system, financial system, the debt system, add it all up. And, and the odds of there being another black swan are very high in my opinion. Absolutely. Nobody can predict them though. So Jeff, you just launched a new service as well, thegoldadvisor.com. Tell, tell us about it. 
It's, it's, I'm having a blast with it. I love it. It's, it is the goldadvisor.com. Basically what I wanted to do, I started it because kind of wanted to be on my own again, you know, be self-employed, but I really wanted to give back to the community and I've learned a lot over the years and I kind of wanted to pay back or pay forward some of that. So I wanted to pass along, not just my picks, but why I like those particular companies and why I own gold and what I'm looking for in this this stock, you know, and, and where I think it might be headed, and what the potential. You've done a lot is. of site visits as well. I've did a lot of site visits this year. They, <laughs> it was a long summer, but <laughs> but it was a blast. You learn a lot when you go on site visits, or things you learn on site visits you can't quite get from just looking at a company presentation or having a Zoom call. You really got to get out there and look at that, and, and that that really pays off, I think, in the long run. You spend at least 24, 48 hours with one company. If I do desktop research, like I have a hard time getting over 15 minute mark. And the great thing like, is you're on a plane or you're in a you know, pickup truck or whatever with these guys, you get to know them a little bit. You yeah. can ask all the questions you want to ask. You get to know a little bit about their character too. And I think that's, a, that's an important thing. You know, I, I'm looking for someone with good, strong moral character as well on top of everything else. So <laughs> you get to know them a little bit. And that, that's a great thing about these site visits. So I'm loving it. And those are on my site as well, by the way. I, I write up a big, yep. long report, tons of pictures, and those are on the site as well. So Fantastic. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Have a great, great conference. And uh, I'll bump it to you later for sure. I, Absolutely. I'll see you around. <laughs> okay, Everybody great. else, thank you so much for tuning in. SM Live on site here from the New Orleans Investment Conference. We were joined by Jeff Clark, thegoldadvisor.com. Go check it out. Also, great Twitter follow. Uh, at the Gold Advisor, I believe. Yep, that's and, right. Uh, really appreciate his time. Thanks for tuning in. Leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe to the channel, and we'll have much more content for you on this channel. Thanks so much.